I know that there's years I took off, but at the same time, like where I came from to where I'm at and what I built is so important to me. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. everyone, it's James. On this episode, I speak with hip-hop artist Five, where he shares what goes into his complex verse writing, the experiences he's had winning several bars challenges, working with many other great artists from Rhode Island, and what he's looking to achieve with the release of his latest project, Long Time Coming, Volume 1. Enjoy the episode, and please check out all of Five's catalog wherever you stream music, And make sure to follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Instagram, as I'll be sharing some show photos, flyers, and more from Five's Time in Music. Well, Five, thank you for uh, taking the time to get together, man. I've, you know, I've been following you for a little bit, uh, seeing some of the people that you've been running with. And uh, I mean, you're just doing some really exciting things. You have a, a new album that just came out recently so i'm excited to talk to you about that but yeah thanks for for coming on five yeah man appreciate you bro um really uh always happy to uh to reach a new network and and a new set of ears and uh Mm -hmm. you know uh, like i I just i vibe with everybody man and that's kind of how i've always been and uh you know like i said happy to have more happy than you are to to be here man (laughs) trust me so cool appreciate you giving me the time man yeah yeah well I, i know you're from cranston um, yeah. Yep, is yep, that yep. where you were born and raised or where, where did you grow up? Yeah, no, yeah. So I grew up, um, I grew up in Cranston. I mean, I think, you know, when I was 1993, my brother was born. So, uh, we moved to Cranston at that time, but I always went to Cranston school. So my, I grew up in my grandmother's house until mm-hmm. I was about maybe four or five. And she's like in the park view, like Edgewood area. Okay. Um, and then my mom and dad had gotten like a, an investment property at the time. You know, it was my house at the time. I didn't speak adult back then. So I, you know, <laughs> you know, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know what an investment property was. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, no, we, uh, you know, we, we had a spot in Warwick, but it was like Patuxent Village, like part of Warwick. So like right on the line over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when my brother was born, we, uh, my parents had bought a house and I ended up going um, a couple of streets down right over uh, in Edgewood. Uh, near like the Dunkin' Donuts area. I lived on Linden Road. Um, and yeah, ha- happy, uh, happy with, you know, the upbringing and childhood that I had, man. Played a lot of sports as a kid. Um, I-, I love Cranston. Uh, my roots are in Cranston. I know so many people in Cranston and even on the West side too. Um, yeah. You know, just from, again, mostly playing sports, but, um, you what know. What sports do you play? Uh, so I played baseball, I wrestled and I played football. Uh, baseball was my first love. I always played baseball. Um, never the best hitter, but I ran quick as lightning, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long, long, long time ago, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Baseball, baseball was my sport. Um, and then I fell in love with football. I would say probably around age 11, 12, um, 
And then, uh, I, and then I wrestled. I, I was like, like WWE style wrestling. And I knew okay. that when I got into it, that it wasn't going to be like that. But at the same time, uh, you know, I wanted to give it a, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, yeah, I, I wrestled, I didn't wrestle my senior year, probably one of my, my bigger regrets in life, just cause I wanted to enjoy being a senior and be with my friends and stuff like that. But, um, I had also just got out of football season. I played uh, football season my senior year and, uh, it just took like so much out of me, yeah, yeah. like that commitment, you know, it was like, and football is intense. It's emotional. It's friendships. It's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so to go through another wrestling season was just like, you know what? You just want to chill for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah it's mean? like, you know, at least for yeah me, it was like double sessions in the summer while everyone else is still on vacation and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, yo, yo where, where'd you go? I, I grew up in Massachusetts, like outside of Worcester. Yeah. So I went to Shepherd Hill um, and it wasn't very good. I, I actually basically like played sports until I found music. And then I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to do this music thing. So, um, but yeah, like what was your introduction to music then? Uh, was it around um, that time too? Or yeah, like I always just gravitated towards hip hop. You know, I, I think <laughs> like, um, one of the first songs that like I ever heard, like Gangsta's Paradise from Coolio was like the oh, first yeah, song yeah. I ever heard and Dangerous Minds, like such a dope movie. Um, and yeah, I, I think like, you know, I've always just kind of gravitated towards that hip hop. My mom, you know, me and my mom aren't that far separated in terms of age. She was 16 when she had me. So she was always into like that R and B slash hip hop kind of era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my dad used to like rock him and like, you know, EPMD and like, yeah, you know, yeah. heavy E and like, you know, so like, uh, I didn't know it and study it, but as I got older, I would say like the, uh, cannabis was like the first dude where I was like, wow, like this, th- his metaphors and like flow was crazy. Um, big pun w- was a dude where I heard him and I'm like, how, just like everybody else did, like, how is this mm-hmm. big fat guy spitting like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like kind of like my era. I would say like '96 to like 2002 was like my prime years. And then as far as me myself getting into like making music, um, I started like you know just seeing people like battle in the hallways. And like I've always been like a funny dude, so like I'm like yeah, I can I can rhyme and I can be funny. Yeah, I think I'm yeah, like, you know. And I, I started doing it, you know, and um, you know, it just kind of like stuck. And it's just something where it's like oh, let me go to a show, let me go to this, and then you know you just kind of. It just builds, man. Yeah, it snowballs from that. So yeah, where did you go see shows back then? Do you remember some of the uh, stuff you were hitting back then? Yeah, so my, I can tell you the first show I ever went to, man, was Mister Lift and Acrobatic. Um, what? Nice. Yeah, first show I ever seen. It was uh, I can't even remember, remember the name of the venue, um, but it was d- downtown Providence, and it was just a. Uh, you know, I was a senior, so it was like a Thursday night and like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I felt all cool. Like, you know, I was 17, like going into the spot, going to a hip hop show. I felt like I was like fucking fu- finally somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, just like experiencing and growing. And and uh, yeah, it was such a dope show, man. Um, I've seen I've seen so many shows since then. Um, and I, I think just being at that live show and just seeing the crowd and just seeing mm-hmm. how they react. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. You know, yeah, like, yeah I, exactly. I, I can do that. So I want like, you know, I, I think it'd be dope and it just kind of grows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I'll, you know, even throw it out now. I mean, you're pretty well known for your flow, like your, 
like just your style of rhymes, your, your punchline, like you're just like incredible at all that stuff. Um, Thank you. Was Thank it you. like, how was that process for you guys? Like, were you kind of always like that? Was that uh, the the type of stuff you were, were doing um, or always wanted to do or, or how much has it taken to get to that point? I mean, what you're doing is not easy <laughs> as I'm sure anyone else will say. Um, but yeah, like what is, uh, what has kind of gone into that or what was some of the earlier stuff that you were doing? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, man. Um, obviously that's what we strive for as artists is to, uh, you know, kind of stand out. And I felt like my, my, my best ability to stand out was, um, was always with the flow. I just, I, I loved mm-hmm. flowing and, and I love people who flow like, uh, you know, black, uh, black delicious, um, mm-hmm. like Drake, like any, I, I listen to, I have a very wide variety. I'm not one of them people that pigeonhole myself in the 93 boom bap guru era, yeah, and, exactly. but I listen to guru all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of them dudes that are like, nah, 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 you can't be stuck in that. Like, I, you know, I, I have a wide variety is the best way to put it. So yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I, I always kept my ear open to different artists and, and I just, I've always loved flowing. Um, I, I think punchlines were obviously a, a very huge um, you know, part of my upbringing, um, where mm-hmm. I would hear about, I would hear a punchline and just be like, Oh my God, like cannabis again was, was <laughs> one of them dudes where he would just have them punchlines that were like next level to me. Like nobody was spitting it like that, except for like, maybe like rock cam and like, you know, mm-hmm. rock Kim was another one. Fuji rap was another one. Um, big pun was another one where the multis that they would put in between words, it was just crazy because they, and, like, and you get some artists that, um, Look, I, I truly believe that you can do whatever you want with this. How, however, music hits you and you want to give it back into the universe, you can do it by all means. But there, there are a lot of artists that just kind of rhyme words for the sake mm-hmm. of rhyming words and ain't really saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm cool. Again, I'm cool with. I'm not hating, but yeah, yeah. it's like I, I I I like to tell a story too, so I like it to be complex. So my like I I take a lot of time in constructing a verse. Never mind a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, with that, like also not to like skip ahead, but, you know, doing research for this, like I see that you've done a tremendous amount of freestyles. You've done, you know, uh, a lot of like challenges and ciphers and all this other type of stuff. So like, what is that experience like for you? Like, I mean, you know, like that, do you just have this incredible catalog of incredibly complex <laughs> like lines that are in your head that you've just like worked on over and over? I mean, cause you know, like it is something that, you know, you're not in that, you know, platform, you're not writing these songs and just, you know, fine tuning them, go hit into the studio. Like you got to hit this stuff, you know, like the challenge you're on now. I mean, it's uh, when we talked just recently, I mean, it's, you're on IG live. Like you got to hit it then, you know, like, right, right, right. um, so yeah. What, I guess what's going on in your mind, man, is it just like a vault of incredible lines or <laughs> like, I couldn't even begin to explain <laughs> what the tip of the iceberg in my mind looks like, brother. I really couldn't. Yeah. Um, but no, again, I appreciate it. And, and I, I would say, um, yeah, I, I think I, I treat everything for face value. Um, I, I, you know, for example, if there's a, if there's a, a rhyme where I got to record myself spitting over a beat, um, and and put post a video. I know I can spit that 120 times if I have to nail it. 
And if mm-hmm. I don't like one little thing, so if I, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And a lot of times uh, I'm guilty of not letting it marinate when I'm like, yep, that's the one. And then like, two, like, you know, two, three days later, I'm like, mm, I probably should have waited or I could have added this. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's just, you know, I think we're, we're our own biggest critics as, as mm-hmm. artists, but um, yeah, the, the, I mean, something like the Mickey thing, you know, you're right. You got to spit it live right there. Um, you know, there's a lot of like Lloyd Banks was in the chat the other night. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, you know, he's not, it's a lot different. I guess if he's right here, sure. There's levels to it, but um, you know, pressure. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I think maturity and just, you know, getting older has kind of helped even, even that out a little bit where it's like, you know, I'm going to go up there and I'm, I'm going to spit. I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I do. I'm going to spit. I know I can spit. I know I stand out different. And the rest is up to the judges because if you win a contest that's being judged, ultimately, in order to win, you have to hit every button that, that the judges want, yeah. whatever they're looking for. So Sky Zoo is going to judge differently from Lupe Fiasco. And Lupe Fiasco is going to judge differently from Daylight. And Daylight is going to judge differently from Chilla Jones. And, and everybody's different. So I think... Another part of it too is being that that you know back to your rules, being an MC and reading the room, right? Even yeah, you're okay. In the room, you're an you entertainer, kind of, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to find what 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 works for you. So I mm-hmm. mean, you know, um, yeah. I, I mean, I got bars for days, but it's like I don't want to spit these bars in this competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want, I might want to take some of these bars and put it in this competition and m- mash it with this. But the way I write is is a flow. So I can't just take this punchline from this verse and put it with this punchline from this verse, because if it don't flow, now mm-hmm. I got to find a different transition. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like painting a picture, man, or like uh, better get a puzzle, I think is a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but I oh, mean, no, definitely, man. Yeah, it's it's. I just kind of want to get a little window into what that process is like for you. Just, yeah, it's just right, right. Um, yeah, it's incredible what you do and just beyond me, you know. So that's right, um that's right. but, but yeah, I mean, can we go back to if you remember like your first show and what was that um stuff like when you started like writing and performing uh your own music? Yeah, so um my first show, God I would be lying if I if I could tell you the exact time, but like I, you know, I used to perform at like Coda Lounge, Living Room. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if I had to guess, it would probably be the living room. Well, actually, no, it was AS220. It was AS220, and I went up there, and I spent. And there was another time, someplace in Pawtucket, that had, like, a showcase. And I, I literally went up there with, like, a paper and, like, read. I was probably 15 years old. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, really my first exposure to performing. Now, mm-hmm. if we're talking about five is on the card and performing, I was always with my dude, Ray's. Um mm-hmm. And Ray's was, uh, I call him Harry because that's my friend. Like we grew up since third grade and he was always somebody that was very, um, a lot more aggressive than me in terms of like, I'm walking in there, like I own this place and mm-hmm. give me the microphone and me and five are performing. And I'm like, yo, just let him, you know, dude, you ain't gotta, we can, we can wait, we can wait. And then I would just get on the mic and boom and spit. So like it was, I, I was always reserved a little bit where like, okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have that like necess- like that tenacity. I, I it, it was it was it was not. I, I don't say this in in a good way. I say this in a bad way. It's something I learned where I still I still don't always have it. But 
it's it's a non-factor now. It's like complete apathy where it's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go in there and if I'm going to spit, I'm going to spit. And if I'm not, I just go with the flow nowadays, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, you know, AS220, uh, living room, um, yeah. Kona Lounge, like I said, th- those, those were like the spots back in the day, you know? Yeah. And like, do you like know roughly what year that was? And, um, probably 04, 05, okay, 06. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about 03. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I graduated high school in 04 and probably dating myself, but whatever. <laughs> it's all good. I'm older than you, man. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, um, yeah I, I would say probably like to, like 2005, six is when I really started getting like in a booth and recording mm-hmm. and saying, okay, this is how I sound um, with the microphone and with the engineer. And like, I didn't even know what Pro Tools was. I'm like, how do they do this? I don't even know. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I, I was you know that that was like the time frame where I started mm-hmm. really take, taking myself seriously a little bit, and mm-hmm. then I got out of it. I stopped doing it for for a long time. Um, yeah, but back then you you performed. Uh, you went by J Five, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. I went and, by then, J5. and then, uh, yeah, you 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 just mentioned that you just took a break. Um, and then is that like when you came back as five? Basically, is that? Um, yeah, can you just talk a little bit more about what your timeline was with that? Of course, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I would say, and it wasn't like, oh, you know, f this shit, I'm quitting. I, it was really just kind of like, um, I, I knew I wanted to start a family, and like, you know, I, I, like I was working at Shaw's, like I wasn't making no money from music, right? And, and mm-hmm. I seen a lot of people who were, in my eyes doing it a lot bigger and well more put together than I was that wasn't making a dollar off. And I'm like, damn, how much farther do I have to go to get there? And they're still, I was discouraged, you know, um, I, I wasn't confident and I didn't press as hard as I could. And now keep in mind back then we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have TikTok, We didn't have the resources mm-hmm. we have today. Um, it was like, you got to stand outside the venue and hand out CDs. And like, if, if you whack, nobody's going to buy you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where the competitive competitiveness comes from and like the punchlines and like, cause I'm not a battle rap. I don't battle like that's now it's like a totally different genre. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. But yeah. The, yeah. The competitiveness once again, stemming from kind of sports, um, that was like what made you want to shine. Okay. This is your time. You're going to shine. If, if you want to make some money and, and sell a CD, you got to deliver now. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything has evolved so much. So, you know, performing was, was something where, um, yeah, being on stage. So dopest show I ever performed at, like back then, uh, we went to Cambridge and it was me, my boy, Tim Deneen, shout out to Tim, uh, Ray's. And we went to, I don't even know the name of the place. This dude leads entertainment, I think was the, oh, okay. Was the yeah. 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 So, so he, he arranged it back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mostly every show that like we did was, you know, you know how it was, man. You walk into the living room and it's like, you got 17 people. By the end <laughs> of the show, you might got 40 people. And it's like that 18 room mindset. You walk in the building and you're like, oh, God, come on, man. There's only 14 people here. I should be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, man. I'm <laughs> That's just yeah, that 18 yeah. room mindset. Now it's like, I don't care if there's one person or 10 billion, man. Like I'm going in there and I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And I would almost prefer it to be less people. <laughs> yeah know? okay um so this show in cambridge um 
we walk up in there and it was like it looked like uh it had like different like levels it was like there was like a spiral staircase to an upstairs and people were kind of like spread out and then i seen the stage and it wasn't like like a you know predominant stage it was really like a raised stage mm-hmm. um anyway so we, we were getting ready to go up and i look and it wasn't why it wasn't a wide venue it was like long and narrow right but okay I it was packed front to back and i'm like oh shit this is dope <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. you know nerves hit and i'm like uh you know i'm just gonna do my thing killed it and then i, I there was a, a segment a portion of our segment where i had an acapella and i started spitting really fast and what i you know maybe i'm being biased but i felt like that was the best reaction of the night that mm-hmm. they gave anybody and that's kind of where i'm like okay this is my lane a little bit right yeah doing the um, faster stuff or whatever yeah yeah and i mean like i, I you know i, I listen to I, I can't go super super fast like twister or, or technon or any of them dudes but um you know just the way i spit it it, it just i remember it captivating people and being like mm-hmm. okay that was dope um i need to do more of that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so that's that's i i think that you know talking it out with you is probably the the early stages of how i kind of found my lane a little bit you know yeah okay yeah, and when did you? Well, I mean, I get you had a song. I'm back. Is that when you kind of reemerged, or was that uh, a different Which song? I'm back. I think is what I saw in some of the research. Oh, I'm a, I'm a SoundCloud. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think that was the last song I made before I left. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Isn't that um, irony? You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Like I yeah. felt like back then that like you know in 2000 like you know because. 2010, I didn't really do too much. And then 2011, we used to go to uh, my dude Eighth Wonder's studio in Pawtucket. And okay. I was out there one night. It was me, Ray's, Hammer Beans, Rest mm-hmm. in Peace, um, yeah. Miles Grimes, and Eighth Wonder. And we we had all done like different like songs that were just, you know, dope night in the studio. And that was one of the times where uh, I rapped over my boy Dillinger. Shout out mm-hmm. Dillinger. Um, I rapped over his beat. And it was like a little like it was like a little dun 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 dun. dun. I know exactly what, what song you're talking about. And it was just bars over like a like a beat. But um, yeah, like I, I just felt like I didn't even know what to name it. That's what you know what I mean. It wasn't really a song. Mm-hmm. And I I put it as I'm back because I felt like I hadn't done it in a while. And then I stopped doing it like even more. I was like, you just kind of drift, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I stopped I, I stopped going to the studio. I, I you know. Uh, I met my wife, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, at the time. Um, and I, I just kind of j- just stopped. It wasn't for any particular reason. It wasn't because I was fed up or frustrated. It played a part, but it wasn't the whole yeah. reason. I'm gonna get familiar, go get some popcorn and memorabilia. I know you thought that I disappeared. Like, where the hell five go? We wish you here, but I'm back. I didn't mean to get you scared. Understand that it's time that it get you here. Come on, listen. Y'all wanna hear my name mentioned? Reach into your brain to pull out your pain senses. I'm interventing, interesting. Look, I spent the whole winter resting. Now I'm back with a vengeance. Back in the trenches, back to the fence, all black with the ninjas. Uh, y'all should be taking the bone on the table. Why you still able to move? Cause if I say so, you ain't making it home. Man on man, on facing the zone. Me and Bay's going together. Like a cable on the phone, Bill gonna chill. I reveal my clone. Will everybody feel my song? I don't know, but I know that they feel my tone. I'm home. This is just sun spaz on J to the five, nigga. Get my swag on. I'm that shit. Yeah, I'm sun to brag on. Spit hot shit, similar to a drag on. From nine to five, I be getting my back on. 
Jesus bless me with beast to bank on. So from five to nine, I be getting my rank on. Niggas got brains similar to an acorn. Sitting on top, I cannot be hit. Hot shit, Xbox, nigga, floppy disk. I'm a beater when you copy the watch me, bitch. I push niggas to the left. Like the- so then what brought you back then? What was, do you remember that uh, thing that kind of pulled you back into it? Was there. Yeah, I know exactly what it was. I'll tell you exactly what it was. So, um, my my boy Dave, you know, Dillinger, like I said, he makes beats and he was starting to get a little bit, a little bit of buzz. And, you know, um, back then it was like, you know, he's making beats and on the most basic, like beat making machine you can make it on. And he, he, he never stopped. And he started kind of gaining the ear of other artists who were kind of doing the thing around here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he, and he adapted. He really did where he he's always had an ear for, and this is the dude who listens to like everything from Timbaland to Missy Elliott, to, you know, little baby and little Dirk and, and mm-hmm. Styles P like he, he just got a good ear. So he was like, yo, I, I'm telling you, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit of buzz. Um, I would love to get, just, yo, just give me a 16, just give me a 16. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this went on for like six months. I'm like, I got you, bro. You know, I'll write it. And then like, he, you know, on the way to work, I'm sitting there like playing instrumentals, freestyling in my head, coming up with dope bars. And then I see him. He's like, yo, you write anything? I'm like, nah. nah <laughs> so um, then in August of 2018, uh, Flawless threw a show. It was free. It was in Providence. And it was somewhere in Oneyville. I forget where it was. But I remember going to the show. And it was just one of them shows where like it was packed, but it was just and it wasn't like overly packed, but it was just enough where and this is before rhythm and flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he came, he had his live band, he had his drummer Josh, and I seen him, and it was just one of them moments, man, where I could, I feel like I'm there today. Um, I seen him and I was there, and I'm like, yo, that should be me. I can do that, I can still do that. I, that should be me. Um, and I'm like, why did I, and now at this point I'm established, I'm married, I got a kid. Um, you know, um, I got two kids at this point mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, what's, what's the excuse? I got time. I, I like, I saw one of the big reasons I think really that I stopped was because I didn't have the money or resources back then. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't rich by any means, but now I have the money and resources. Why not do it? My boy mm-hmm. Dave has, has like we always talked about having our own studio and having our own booth and all this shit. And he's there making beats with a microphone and all this equipment that we never had before. Why? Like, let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so Dave sent me a beat and I said, um, yeah, I'll write a 16 and I, I must have wrote like 200 bars. <laughs> like I just kept writing and writing and writing. And I'm like, OK, I have a lot to say. Um, and listen. I'm as humble as they come, but I feel like I'm a little bit better than everybody else. Uh, let sure, me put yeah. it to the test. Right. Mm-hmm. So I st- then I started doing it in 2019. I got a little bit of a buzz, started networking, um, started like I created like an Instagram profile at that time for my artistry. And um, I remember just being like, like, I, you know, researching like hashtags and how to get seen and noticed. Cause like, again, we talked about handing out the CDs, Instagram is like a, um, it's like you remember Super Nintendo. Remember Game yeah. Genie? How, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you put the, so it's like you got Game Genie, right? Yeah. You got the T code, but so does everybody else. So is it really an advantage? Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like when you have the separation, 
talent-wise, it is. And, and I started believing in myself. And I would start getting notices and looks. And I started entering, like, online contests. That's how the whole online contest shit started happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, like, some producer, Phantom Music. I don't even know where he's from. I think he's from North Carolina. And he did a contest. And I won $300. And I'm like, yo, here we are in 2019. This is the first fucking dollar I made. <laughs> That's awesome. like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe this con. Okay, it's a different world. Yeah, right? yeah, now I yeah. yeah. Contest and stuff. Yeah, and then I, I entered the contest once we hit quarantine, man, and um, that drew me to Static Selector. Mm. So Static Selector was having a contest, nice. and his boy Randy, uh, somebody had tagged me in it online. You know, at this point, everybody was home, right? Everybody was home. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of bars. I was entering contests left and right. I entered this dude, Young Stitches contest in Canada. And um, I'm like, you know, you hear, initially you hear like Young Lil. I'm like, all right, who's this rapper? This dude's nice. Shout out Young Stitch, LRP. Everybody in this whole group is is dope. And I'm like, oh, okay. I entered it and I got a lot of good reviews and feedback. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then I entered, so I am, reason I'm telling you that is because I brought some of the people who, you know, latched on at that point to the 50 bar challenge. And I started promoting myself a little bit. Again, all we had was time. Um, and I started spitting some, again, just some bars that I had mm-hmm. and I'm listening to the other people that are also home in quarantine rap. And I'm like, I, I, that is when I started seeing the separation, bro. And I'm like, okay, now still to this point, I don't know how to make music because I never did. I, I never put the time in to make music. I just rapped. That's all I did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, it, now I, I, I feel like, um, a, a, anyways, before we get to now, I, I feel like, you know, at that point, um, I, I have one and static selector had chosen and I'm like, yo, static selector is, is giving me like the, that is when a, I, I felt stamp, like yeah. that was the point where I felt like I finally had people who who came out of the woodwork, right? Because everybody said nobody's going to support you until somebody else is who they view as bigger than you supports you. That's just how it works. Um, and, and I was okay with it though. Back when I was twenty, I would have been like, "Nah, fuck yeah, uh, I, I, you guys didn't support me, nah." I, I view it differently now, man. I view mm-hmm. everything differently. Everything. Um, and like, yeah, man. Once I had that static support, man, I felt like, uh, okay, I need to reset. I, I need to get my own equipment. I need mm-hmm. to learn this shit. So I'm really like only two years in, like hands on full time. But like, this what you see right here. Believe me, it ain't fucking. It ain't the world, but it's my world. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started in my garage. I bought a Focusrite. I bought, uh, you know, I had an old laptop and I bought a dope microphone and that, that was where I started. And I moved inside because I kept hearing crickets in my fucking garage, <laughs> in my songs. Yeah, so, yeah, I, you yeah. Know, and they're like, you know, so it, it's literally, I had to start from the ground up, man. And uh, yeah. I'm okay with it. It's fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. No, that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it seems like it, you were able to take, advantage of of the crappy situation that we landed in you know and um yeah. you know at least that that stuff is you know i mean i've been able to do a lot of these interviews and, and kind of getting through that stuff and just seeing um i don't know one thing that i i love do about this is just how music 
just pushes on in this, how we figure this stuff out, no matter what the hurdle is, no matter what it uh, can right, be, right. we always just will like try to turn this into something. So it's great to see um, the reach that you have now and the attention that you're getting and, um, Appreciate and that, just, man. and just, really you know, cool. how, how you're, you know, repping Rhode Island, you know, and all these different places, you know, it's one of the things, again, you know, I just love that you have, uh, Rhode you know, Island, love, ball, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, these songs, you know, just talking about Rhode Island and, um, you know, just some other, you know, you mentioned some of them, but you know, just some of the incredible, uh, you know, that like heavy hitters of the hip hop scene here in Rhode Island. So it's just, it's awesome to, uh, oh, to see that. So, man. so much talent here, man. I mean, like old and new, like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, um, so, so much talent. And I think that we get overlooked a lot. Um, just being between two major predominant hip hop scenes, Boston and New York, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's definitely a lot of artists that have made it out of here. Um, and success is arbitrary. I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, is there uh, a Rhode Island Drake? No, maybe not. But at the same time, there are more people in Rhode Island that have made money in the music industry that you don't know of versus ones that you have. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to put Rhode Island on the map and, and, and wants to put like, believe me, I love Rhode Island. I, lo- I love wh- where we from. Is This is home. I'll never leave here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? At least like never say never. But at the same time, like this is where my heart is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, I, I think that, you know, uh, a lot of people um, would, would, you don't need the whole, you don't need as much support as you think to get what you want from this game, whether it's money, whether it's stage presence, whether it's fans, whether it's clout, whatever, whatever you want, this game will mm-hmm. give you, but you got to put in what it's going to give you. It's not going to mm-hmm. come free. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I mean, it, it's, good to see that you know there's people like yourself that are putting in that work and there's just a good network i mean i know you're part of the story of jacob uh cypher that that joe bruce put together and you know just shout out to joe and um you know he's just doing this stuff for the right reasons and just understand you know like a you know rising tide will lift all boats and um i don't know just you know love that dude for what he's doing and um yeah just you know your joe bruce and that's is my is, is my is like one of my favorite individuals uh-huh. he really yeah, is yeah. man because you know he's just a dude that like he 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 has tunnel vision right mm-hmm. and he has like this force field around him where like no hate nothing stops this like the most humble more humble than me and i'm humble as fuck <laughs> you know what I mean? joe bruce um you know so he ran that contest um and he said, nah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to select a winner, right? That I'm going to put on my album and I'm going to give him the rightful shine for winning the contest. But yeah. you know what? I want everybody to record a vor- uh, verse and come out for a, for a video session. And, you know, on his dime, he didn't ask nobody for nothing. Nobody mm-hmm. for nothing. Um, brought some artists together. It was a dope vibe. None of us really knew each other. I'm sure there was a couple here and there, but like for the most part, like, you know, I, I'm going there. I don't know anybody. Usually I roll with at least one person. So I have somebody to, you know, you know how it go. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like I, I didn't know, but like, I just felt like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to pull up. These seem like good people. And we mm-hmm. just vibed and it was dope. You know, I mm-hmm. met, I met Josh Algreta, who's good looks, um, you know, uh, best kept. I don't know what you go by dog, but he is the best. <laughs> uh, he is the best. Uh, in terms of like the videography, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, I was able to network with him. Uh, I met this dude, Troy Rain, who's out in Jersey, who like I've been following him since is money. And that Joe is just like, you know, th- there's a lot of people out here where it's like, and again, 
get your money right but um hey uh you know i'm I, i'm charging a, i'm charging 600 a verse i'm charging 300 a verse and it's like you got another dude over here joe bruce who's putting people on for free not asking them for nothing mm-hmm. where other people you know again whatever you want i don't care how you view it uh joe bruce is is really a good dude man and, yeah. and like i mess with people off the mic more than i mess with people on the mic you feel me mm-hmm. um and what I mean by that is like I will work with somebody who is a genuinely good person um, before I work with somebody that I'm like, yo, he's nicer than him. But I can't be in a room with him for five minutes because <laughs> you, leave your ego at the door. And, and I think that's what Joe really does. I, I You know, while, while we were on the Joe Bruce subject, man, I just really wanted to like I really appreciate that dude. He's he's given me a lot of. Uh, opportunity for exposure, and uh, I love what he's doing. And matter mm-hmm. of fact, he, he yo he sent out a, he sent out an email or like a message one time, post whatever it was, and was like, yo, I'm doing a video. It's, it's at six a.m. Um, I know that it's it's an egregious time, but if anybody can make it, I'm like, nah, you know what? I'll be there, bro. I'll mm-hmm. be there. You want yeah, me to show yeah. up at six a.m. for you? I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, it, it's a mutual respect, man. And uh, me, me and Joe, uh, we haven't worked together yet. Um, we have, but we haven't, um, that'll make sense one day, but, um, I'm looking forward to to definitely doing something with him and, uh, whether it be a show or a project, a venue, whatever it is, man, I'm, I'm always rocking with Joe, yo, he's a good dude. I'm a clean house, ready to get a jam out. Got Jacob with me, ready to get guap. And we stay plugged in like a desktop. Everybody wanna know who the hell five. You can tell them whoever the rest not. Flow disgusting like when you on the road and gotta pull over the shit at a rest stop. General, soldier, filling every blank. Oh, you in the field while I'm a military tank. I don't care about bumps, I be tearing out sections. Airing out houses, clearing out eggs. Back then I didn't have the heart to do it. But these days I'll tear it out Texas. <laughs> you, you in the raw neck of the woods and I'm a motherfucking bear without breakfast. You can get your rare derriere buried out here. Only thing I care about is flexing. Wearing out vets, paramount checks. Five go psycho like exes. Airing out texts on IG, IB, dripping like an IV. So whenever I be spitting, I be blaring out wet shit. On another level and I ain't stopping until each and every one of you out there gets it. But yeah, I mean, that I think brings us up to your, your latest release. Long Time Coming Volume 1 uh, just came out beginning of May. Yeah, I'd love to talk more about that. I mean, they're, you know, from listening through it, even just the title itself, it seems like there's like a lot of anticipation with it. And, you know, the first track is uh, kind of has like an anthem feel to it. And it's got your Samuel Jackson shout out on it and stuff like that. So there's like a lot of build up to it. But uh, yeah, I'd love to to talk to you a little bit more about um, putting this together and, um, you know, what people can expect when they check this out. Yeah, no, um, appreciate you, man. A uh, long time coming. It is uh, volume one available, um, all streaming platforms. And it was just something where I reached a point where I knew I had to put something formulative together to be like, uh, this is my foundation. This is what we're going to build off of. So, you know, I, I know that there was a couple of tracks on there that people have kind of heard, um, but there was also a couple of new joints. You know, again, mm-hmm. I wanted a foundation, almost like a little tease. Like, I, I like playing mind games. Like, <laughs> it's like a sickness you know what i mean and uh but at the same time you know i say that facetiously but i, I what i really mean is that i, I like kind of just gauging people and, mm-hmm. and seeing, seeing the response um i like having fun i like making music but i, I just wanted something that i could put out there so long time coming is the most cliche 
um, you know, album title you could probably have. But at the same time, it, to me, I couldn't switch it. Like I thought about it, but I just couldn't switch it because I felt like uh, it really has been a long time coming, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you got to understand, too, like when I was doing this back in the day, I always like I said, I had Ray's um, Ray's was the dude that was like, yo, I bought this a show. Yo, I bought you some studio time. Um, you know, he, he was always the one that was like, you know, um, making the money. Right. Uh, to be able to do that. So um, I never did it by myself. I never booked studio time by myself. I didn't you know, I, I showed up and I rapped and people that messed with me, messed with me. But it wasn't something that I had really had any familiarity with like in mm-hmm. terms of like networking and, and where to go and who to do what. like i don't know how to make a video like <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah so um you know and that's why i say a long time coming is because this is the first project that i've ever done by by myself regardless of when the songs are put out regardless of you know this is the first project that i ever done where i'm like okay um yeah, I like this beat. I want to do this. I want to put this on my project. I want to put this at number three. I want to put this at number four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I talked a little bit about it in uh, in the song, If I Could, which is uh, a, a lot out of my comfort zone in terms of making music. But at the same time, um, I felt like I, I, I wanted to try something new. Yeah. And, you know. What is it that, you know, so, is out, outside yeah. of that, you know? So like um I I was saying you know I wouldn't go back even if I could like I don't sing I can't sing okay, I got, yeah, and I'm yeah. not an auto tune rapper so like I had to find that happy medium where like yeah you know um is it my favorite track that I've ever done I, pr- I probably wouldn't say that but I think that you know if you work a nine to five and you go into work there's gonna be things that you like to do and there's things that you don't like to do and sometimes the things that we don't like to do as artists is step outside of our comfort zone you can't have an album with 12 tracks of the same exact song over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again um and even if you do you're gonna get people that bump to you but if you're really trying to expand your market and expand your comfort zone and, and talent and, and everything um you owe it to yourself to do that so um I heard the beat and that that's what I heard. So that's what I wrote down and that's what mm-hmm. I spit and, and that's what I laid down. And I said, yeah, you know what? I, I like this. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do a video for it. And, um, you know, that was like the single off of it, if you will. But, yeah, yeah. you know, as suspected, um, th- there's a couple of other tracks that are doing a lot better from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like my man, Wardo, who's out in mass, he's out in the cake. You know, he he's a dude that I met through this Canadian platform called Bars of Death. And um, I messed with him musically like this dude got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he sent me this track, that track Respect, which is number two on the album. And he was like, uh, you know, tell me what you think of this. Would you want to get on it? And I said, not only do I love it, I love it so much. I want to put it on my album, like my, my project. I like to call it my project. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I want to put this on my project. This shit is dope because it just kind of spoke to me like you ain't got to show me love, but you better come respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at in life. I don't care if you show me love. You I, you ain't got to ride, ride my, my shit. You ain't got to share me. You ain't got to do nothing, but you better show respect for. I know that these years I took off, but at the same time, like where I came from to where I'm at and what I built is so important to me mm-hmm. and um it's a message to people who who feel like 
you know, you need the city and you got to have everything and you got to, you got to, you got to, before you start like feeling good about yourself, not feel good about yourself first. Cause that's where it starts, man. Mm-hmm. Now, it don't matter what genre you in, know your lane and stay in it. And, uh, don't be afraid to expand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't pigeonhole yourself. So, um, th- that project, like I said, um, what was, was a long time coming. Right. Um, <laughs> It was something that I, I wanted to do to be able to build a foundation off of, put it out there, see a little response. And um, I, I've got a few tracks done for volume two, but based off of responses, some I might not use, some I might use. And it's not to say one way or the other, but it's I just, you, um, yeah. you know, uh, if you go market yourself, you, you're going to see what the people going by, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're obviously on point. I mean, there, it's uh, you know the projects. It's it's anchored, but it still varies. You know that you're not like overly repetitive with the stuff and um, shows your skill. Like, yeah, there's some faster stuff, more you know uh, modern stuff. There's some boom bap stuff. I mean, like I, I think that variety. Yeah, um, variety. You know, it's even got the the franchise report freestyle on there, which I mean, you killed it on, and you know just. Uh, you know, shout out to DJ Franchise. You know, I mean, the guy's a legend, so it's just so cool. But yeah, I mean, even like, what was that? Cool, man. What was that experience like for you? Of um, I mean, even in in the track, it kind of talks about meeting him at Troop, and uh, or you know, I I don't know if you met him, but you know, like at for the first time, but you know, connecting with him at Troop, and then um, you know, can you talk a little bit more about what that's like and going on the franchise report and obviously, you know, everything that he's done with BRU for ever, you know? So. Right. Right. Um, yeah. No, you're right, man. Franchise is a legend. And, uh, you know, I believe me, uh, you know, I knew DJ franchise before he knew me. Um, so, you know, um, I, I seen a lot of the free, the franchise report freestyles and, um, I, I seen a lot of, uh, you know, artists go up there and, and what he's been able to do and just evolving from kind of like his, you know, like little couch into the studio and like a real setting, like a funk flex kind of setting that he's like the funk flex for our, for our region. And, and mm-hmm. like, you know, he, he's a super cool dude. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's just a mad funny dude. I know he's a Cowboys fan too. And we're going to see you week one, baby. Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> but, um, but nah, like, you know, he's, he's just a real cool dude. And like, I hit him up too. And like, you know, at the end of the day, the beat is a jig of beat. So I can't, it's not like, you know, I'm not about first. I'm about money, right? But at the same time, I'm not about I'm not about money. I don't care. I, I'll I'll give you 100 percent of the proceeds. Um, but my thing is like I, I love what we did, and I want to be able to showcase that to more ears. And you mm-hmm. helped me uh, with the free visual. You didn't charge me nothing to go up in there. Uh, yep. Again, give, like, people who giving back, I fuck with that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so for him to help me out and uh, you know be able to go up there and, and spit. Um, there was one time, so I, I'll give you a quick little story about the franchise shit. Yeah. Um, I had I had seen his franchise report freestyles, and a lot of people were telling me, "Yo, you should go up a franchise." I'm like, I'm not gonna hit the dude up and be like, "Yo, can I come up?" Like, I feel like that's a spot that's gotta be earned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hit him up one day, and, and I was just dead honest with him. I'm like, "Yo, um, listen, I, I'm really not this kind of dude. I feel like the spot's gotta be earned." Um, uh, but people gotta hear me, man. And uh, at this point, I hadn't even met him. Haven't even met him. And um, he was like, uh, he sent me a message and was like, "Yeah, hit up, excuse me, miss, who uh, Letitia? Yo, mm-hmm. she was mad cool too." Um, and, and like he was like, you know, hit, hit, and I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm not gonna hit up your assistant." Like, 
Matter of fact, you know what? Now I got a new goal. My my new goal is for you to hear me one day and ask me to come up there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's as respectfully, of course. It's like just like, nah, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to go that route. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, probably nine out of ten, that would be like, hey, get me up there, you know, bring up, you know, bring everybody up there, go up there and spit some whack ass shit. And it's like, nah, <laughs> I, I want. If I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna kill it. And then uh, Lord Gremothy, who I met through the shout out Lord Graham, and he's doing his thing at Troop over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord Graham Definitely. had posted something that he was doing a locals only live show for an opportunity to be featured on the franchise report. I said, I'm pulling up. I said, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to spit my best bars. And uh, yeah, I got his attention. Two days, two, three days later, he hit me up and he's like, yo, when can you come up for the franchise report? I'm like, mission accomplished, baby. <laughs> mission accomplished. I told you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I didn't, and not like I told you, I told myself. That's what yeah, I was, yeah. that, was that, exactly. that was my goal, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's just, it, I challenged myself. I, I mm-hmm. could have took the easy route and, and, and get up there. And, but like, I didn't want to be a dude that begged for a spot. I wanted to go up there and earn it. And I did. And I went up there and I, I spit. And, uh, you know, he fucked with me. I fucked with him. I've seen him a couple of times since. And uh, he's been a big supporter. And I hit him up before I dropped that on the on the, uh, on the the project. Yeah. And I said to him, um, yo, I said, listen, um, the, the, the shit that we did on Franchise, I want to put that as like a bonus track. Because uh, a lot of people have heard it at this point. But at the same time, again, we're building a foundation. Yeah. It's one of my, my, my better settings um, and better bars. And I felt like you know, it deserves a spot on my showcase, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And I think that that all makes sense, you know, like, uh, there, yeah. Like a lot of the vibe of this project is I, there's like more coming, like there's like already stuff that's on the, and you've mentioned it, but even just listening to it prior to our interview, like there's like, this is the start, like this is, uh, you know, the, the anticipation there's this buildup, but there's stuff that's, that's coming next. And, and, it is, you know, like a core of, of who you are, like, at least from an outsider's view of looking at your history, like a lot of it is like, you're doing these freestyle pieces, you're doing these other things, you know, it's, it's like who you are, right, where, right. what, what uh, you're good at, like, um, so I think it makes total sense to have that, uh, and, and to, to be a part of that, that project to just kind of showcase what you're doing, you know, because it kind of has that that mixtape sort of feel as well. Live in the flesh, yes, five is official. Go ahead and try to delay the game, see how far I get you. Thought I told you we'll run the ocean. I show up at the show with the homies in Somali Pirates, your venue. Trying to be somebody that I'm not, why would I pretend to? I ain't never had a bone up in my body that was artificial. Keep it in a buck for me is not the issue, but to keep it together when they saying they fucking with me? Not simple shit is complex, complicated. I've been waiting for someone to step up to the plate, get annihilated. I'm debating whether or not I should give them what y'all been waiting for me to toss the side of my fryer later. Five, i make it easy for you. Look, easy does it. Puerto Rican tiki barber. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm running like a leaky faucet. You can read the writing on a Ouija ball. Five, I get him leaning like Wheezy on top of the piece of tower sipping. Rappers are power tripping. Shit was all good just a week ago. Now it's different. Listen, coward, I will uppercut you to your battle shit and sitting above you in the tower just like an owl pigeon. Huh. There's a lot that I got on my shoulders. A lot of shit I tried to change that I'm not a controller. To numb the pain, I take a shot and then wash with cola. Pull out the pan and go dumb like I never got a diploma. Huh. This game dirty like a rat's nest, but I'm enjoying every second, every aspect. Huh. Stay away from hate and aggravation, add stress. The road I left behind you won't find it on map quest. This rapping shit isn't a game to me. This is a reason. I'm putting my fist up under the chin of those who disbelieve. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else that, uh, you know, from the project that you wanted to, uh, to shout out or, um, you know, like what's your favorite track off the 
off of it, um, it it was so it was really so i got to um my fate my personal favorite track is lace them up with vendetta um mm-hmm. vendetta was the dude that i met through grandma cypher um i know lingo um from way back in the day and uh you know i I first heard lingo making beats and when i started coming back as we talked about before i knew that grandma cypher was a thing and um you know i i'm like let me hit up lingo and i said yo um trying to get my feet back in the water uh you know and lingo and grandma cypher have uh been such a huge outlet and support system and uh friends really it's a friendship it really is um they, they always hitting me up and vice versa. You know, they do their thing and he's giving me, an, like, once again, man, an opportunity for eyes and ears. Um, it's a business. So yeah, you got to pay for it. But at the same time, that's part of investing in yourself as an artist. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that, you know, by doing that and lingo is a worker, this dude, he, he gets all of these ciphers strategically puts who's going to go where uh, mm-hmm. mixes the whole shit down. So like he's <laughs> you paying a lot less for it than the work he's doing. With that uh, being yeah, said, yeah. um, you know, the whole the whole uh you know Grammo Cypher and and like it, it's just it, it was a real good opportunity for me. Um I met this dude Vendetta in my second cipher that I came back on and I heard him spit and it was just like lane lane lane. I'm like yeah this dude is nice. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, he, yeah. but it, it, like his, his double time is better than mine. It's better than mine. I pr- I promise you it is. This dude is like a bone thugs in harmony slash like twister slash tech nine slash, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I always wanted to do a track with him and, um, he hit me up. He said, yo, we should worry about blah, blah. You know how it goes. Um, eventually we got the right beat. And I'm like, once again, just like the shit with Wardo, I heard it and I'm like, yo, this shit is so dope. I want to put it on my project. I want to be able to showcase this. I like to showcase talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I get Wardo. Uh, that's probably my second favorite track. Um, me personally, though, um, I like Sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. sa- I like them all. I fucking did them. I wouldn't have put them out. Of course, of course. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I'm speaking from an objective point of view, which I li- like to do, um, you know, Sacrifice was short. For me, I, I felt like I, I probably could have kept going, but I just I also liked the shortness of it where it was just kind of straight to the point. It almost wanted you, like you said, um, wanting more. And yeah. it's like that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Good. Check. Check. That's what we call that in chess. That's called check. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be able to deliver. <laughs> I know I'll deliver more. I want you to want more uh, as an artist. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. It's so much more than just rapping on a on a sixteen. I think if you if you just write sixteens and you show up in the studio and you make songs, you're doing you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in my opinion, maybe you're not. In your opinion, but um, I think you could be getting more out of yourself as an artist if you expand and network and work with different artists and, and see where it goes you might find that you like something more than you like versus just being by yourself or like having, having two heads are better than one. That's the best way to put it. Two heads. Are better than yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely want to hear you go off on 
the next one though. All right. So <laughs> oh, don't, don't, you, don't you worry, my friend. <laughs> Just go, you know. <laughs> the full the full five has not been on leap. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it. That's the best way. That's 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 where we're gonna leave it right there because the full five has not been unleashed, and everybody, you got you guys know it. So, um, little at a time though. You know, it's like I'm a big WWE fan, so it's like you know you don't jump right into the Randy Orton and John Cena pay per view. You gotta have a build up, and you gotta have yeah. weeks, and you know what I'm saying. Tell a story a little bit, and, and mm-hmm. suspense is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, you definitely hit it with that, and um, yeah, I've been uh, really digging this stuff and uh that's why i wanted to to talk to you so um but yeah i mean what would is there anything that's on the on the horizon you got any shows coming up or uh you know what what do you have planned for you know this this release or anything else uh in the you know coming months later this year yeah, yeah, great question. So, uh, I, you know, super near future, right? We'll talk about the Mickey Fax thing. That's that's the biggest thing on the docket right now. I got to be locked in for that. Um, Final Four, winner gets five thousand dollars, and you know, other prizes and features and whatnot. But at the same time, again, I'm about my money, but it's not about the money. Like Joker said, it's about sending the message. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Um, so it, you know, just be locked in and, and do the best I can for that. Um, I know that crowd participation plays a big part. I uh, I love seeing people that I messed with when I was 14 years old to 15 to 25 to 30. Like, I, I just to be able to see the journeyman and see the people that are stuck around and really believe in me. Um, that means everything to me, bro. It really does. It really mm-hmm. does. Um, I'm such a people person. I never burn bridges. At least I try not to. You know, um, I, I feel like just being able to see people in that thing, man. And uh, it, it really just. It, it makes me feel um, rewarded. It, it's that's rewarding. Cool. So if you, if you can make that, that's great. The Mickey Fax shit is on May 24th, uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m., Final Four. Um, as far as performances, um, you know, the performances that I've done in the last, I would say, six months have kind of came up very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I probably haven't attacked it as much as I should in terms of, hey, can I get a show? But um, I don't have any necessarily shows lined up, but I know for a fact that we will absolutely have something lined up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I'm I'm looking to do and actively pursuing is uh, the park cinema in Cranston, where I'm from just recently oh, yeah. opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go there with my grandma, man. And uh, we, we went to go see heavyweights. I remember when I was a kid, 1994, and we were the only two people in the whole, the whole venue. And it was, uh, <laughs> The lady who used to work there, you know, was my old crossing guard in like elementary school. Like I just have huge ties, man, to to Mm -hmm. Park Cinema. And if I could bring Cranston together and all the people that I've met, Johnson and and everybody that I met together there Mm -hmm. and just vibe and just have a dope time and bring out some dope artists and bring out some dope dancers and just have a good time, man. I think that that would like be a huge milestone for me. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, like that, I, I want to do that. I really mm-hmm. do. So, hopefully, before the summer's over, we can get that yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, make uh, that happen. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Volume two is in the works. Um, like I said, I've got tracks done. Um, mm-hmm. but sometimes you let things marinate. Mm-hmm. Um, volume two, uh, we're gonna take it next level. You know, um, give the people what they want at the same time, give you a different side of me you haven't heard. Cool. Uh, 
I always want to evolve and adapt, man, and just, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be different. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, and, and the last question I always ask is, uh, you know, what would you say has been your greatest musical accomplishment to this point? I think winning the static selected thing, the, yeah. uh, the 50 bar challenge. I, I, and I, and I say that because, um, it was, it was more of a lesson than a shining, um, because if you're looking from the outside, it's like, oh, five got played on static select to shave 45. That's dope. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a learning opportunity to be like, damn, if I was ready, I'd be on. Right. Um, and I'm not that dude that's like looking for a deal or like trying to like, you know, I'm not looking for clout, like none of that. It's just like if if I was ready, I, I'd be doing different stuff right now. And I wasn't ready. And and I didn't fully believe in myself until just like everybody else, when Static Selector was like, yo, Fah's one of the dopest rappers I've heard of in, in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It hit different. It, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> DJ Static Selector just said, you're one of the dopest rappers he's heard in a long time. Um, it didn't change me like in terms of like, oh, I'm bigger than every. It changed me mentally to be like, you need to take yourself more serious because yeah, if like you believe have in yourself, and, yeah. and you believed in yourself already, you you would I would have been able to send static forty five tracks and be like, here, pick one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. Um, and he knew that, and that's okay. Uh, I'll see him again one day. I know I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was that was my biggest accomplishment, man. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Winning that. Yeah, well, five. Uh, this has been awesome to talk your career, man, and and uh, yeah, just to to where you are today. I mean, you're. It's. I just can't wait to to hear the next stuff and 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 see what you're up to. So, but yeah, thanks again for taking the time to talk, man. Uh, super awesome of you to uh, to have me up here, man. Uh, really appreciate uh, you giving me the time and the spotlight. Um, you know, at five hip hop is where you can find me. Um, five F I V E underscore hip hop. That's on Instagram. Uh, if you go on Spotify, Apple music, it's five space. Hip hop is all together. H I P H O P no space there. I hate saying that I got to come up with a better name. That's more user friendly. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Uh I don't know why I feel this way. Somewhere, somehow, something done changed I can't go back to yesterday But it's all good, I wouldn't go back even if I could Allow me to take this time as an opportunity to set shit straight I am out here trying to get mine But I do not give one motherfucker about fame Look, all I want to do is be great Even willing to put it in time Yeah, Still someone to throw shade Yes, every day can't be sunshine So I'm okay with a little rain I know how to weather me a storm Matter of fact, I don't even use umbrellas anymore Little fella, want you going for it on? Know what they say about rivals Only wanna see you at the bottom Praying that you never see the light I guess we get that in common Pay attention to those who don't Clap when you win, gotta look over your shoulder They don't wanna see you on the TV Only one thing they wanna see, you beat mediocre They will probably wanna pin you up against the wall If they ever had to look up and they see you on the poster But guess what, get ready, I'm ready Get the shovel, I'ma get them like a poster But just know, ah don't know why I feel this way But I know that somewhere, somehow, something done changed I can't go back to yesterday But it's all good, I wouldn't go back even if I could I don't know why I feel this way 
somehow something done change I can't go back to yesterday But it's all good, I wouldn't go back even if I could Ain't my sweat, passed my test, stacked my money, saved all my chest Paid my debt, now I'm back to collect And the last thing left is to learn how to save my breath I've never been a rap, but I felt like I was called to the check Now the boy go hard on the check I was in a rush like bomb in the sack Now I got money long like Godzilla back Pull up in the demon, I'll be weeping out the smoke Now I got them looking at me like they seen a ghost I'll be in the ocean, I don't need a boat But I might do a swim or a little backstroke I don't mean to be the goat, don't believe in one of those All I wanna do is put up for my people and my folk Thinking about the weekends, we were so broke Now we on rematch like any money more When the stage and the radio, I made it on both Still top ten less, wanna leave me out of those Everything I built, I did it myself Just imagine if I had a team and a coach I've never been the type to be easily provoked But I promise if you give me one reason, I'm alone All I ever needed up succeed to rock chief goals Was for me to be the beacon of a heart I don't know why I feel this way But I know that somewhere, somehow, something done changed I can't go back Yesterday, but it's all good. I wouldn't go back even if I could. I don't know why I feel this way, but I know that somewhere, somehow, something done changed. I can't go back to yesterday, but it's all good. I wouldn't go back even if I could.